Welcome. This is Corinne Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. We all need to breathe. Let's do that one more time. Breathe in. Breathe out. So my friend, today is an invitation for you to remember you are not alone. Everybody comes from really hard shit. And this is not where we need to get into the trauma Olympics and, you know, beat ourselves up and say, oh, see, my stuff isn't that hard. These other people are going through so much more difficult things, but know that you go through hard shit and you've gone through hard shit and there will be more hard shit. (laughs) You're not alone and we can get through this. Sometimes we start to think we're the only ones or we beat ourselves up and say we shouldn't be, you know, indulging in this. There's hard shit in the world and recognize that, be aware of that, and then fill yourself up so that you can move forward. And I think I've added that fill ourselves up because I'd be like, oh, move forward. But what I'm seeing in the world is there's a lot of depletion, myself included. There's a lot of depletion. So how are you going to fill yourself up? And I want to talk about self-care. Now, I saw a headline in, I think maybe the Times the other day about being careful with self-care because it can be narcissism. Anything that we do, any of our strengths can be our biggest weaknesses because our strength, when we dial it up with fear or shame, they become our weakness. And so, yes, if we take self-care and we dial it up with fear and shame and, you know, or we're coming from a place of resentment or this righteousness of I've deserved this because I've so sacrificed, right? And we go to the other end and to hell with everybody, that can be a problem. But when I'm talking about self-care is it's on that continuum of coming from a place of love and compassion and compassion say this all the time, has boundaries. That's like probably one of my best key learnings ever is compassion have boundaries. So it's not like I need to take care of myself and screw the rest of you. It's I need to take care of myself and I also have responsibilities. What is my current capacity? So when you think about self-care, like I used to think, oh, because I'm not a big manicure, pedicure person, And so I didn't like that kind of stuff. And I had my own judgments around it, but what does self-care look like? And on the Olympics, and I haven't watched any diving, but there's been that image of that diver who's, he does a lot of knitting. And I always watch that. I go, I get fascinated because I wonder the story I make up about him is this is his way of handling any anxiety, like performance anxiety, calming his nerves. This may be his self-care. And I love that he's a man and he's willing to knit and let it be seen. And he just keeps knitting and keeps making other stuff. Like how cool is that to take that energy and funnel it into something that's constructive? 
And for me, self-care, and you heard me talk about it, and I know a bunch of people were out there doing paint by numbers, but man, I did a lot of paint by numbers. It was so great for me to have something to focus in on. And it gave me the focus and it allowed me to calm and it gave me projects to do when I was dealing with my own anxiety. And even like simple things of cleaning out the garage one day, I was like dealing with a bunch of anxiety and I knew what was going on and I did my mindset and I was still feeling it. But being able to get some physical movement always helps as well for me, right? So whether it's paint by numbers and their small movement, but it has my brain help focus or something like that. So self-care for me is painting by numbers, which I haven't done in a while, but I'm going to go back to puzzling. It's not knitting. At one point it was, those are fun because they don't matter, right? They don't matter in the sense that if I don't do it well, it's all okay. And it's also fun because you get to watch your own brain and be like, oh, isn't that fascinating? Here's my brain telling me, "Uh uh-oh, you're painting the wrong color in that number. You did it wrong. And it's like, oh, I did. And that's okay. It doesn't matter. I can leave it in. Nobody will know. I can paint over it once it dries. It doesn't matter, right? And that can help us practice becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable of maybe, quote, doing it wrong. That's the beauty of it. What does self-care look like for you? And really taking a look at that. And what does it mean? So here's what I know that is not self-care. Self-care is not me scrolling through my phone. And how do I know this? I notice how I feel afterwards immediately. I notice how I feel 30 minutes, an hour, two hours later. And I notice how I feel the next day. I take all that inventory. I don't feel very good afterwards. I'm like immediately after I don't feel good at all. I'm like, and then as it goes on, I'm just feeling regret and like, like, I can't believe I did that. And the next day I'm like, wow, there was this thing I wanted to do, whether it was read a book or do something that was going to fill up my soul. And I didn't do it. So I know scrolling through my phone is not great for me. (laughs) Living vicariously through other people, through social media, not good for me. Cause it can, you know, it's like, Oh, look at them do this. And I'm watching, but I'm not living my own life. So it's not good for me. Numbing is not good for me. So those aren't self-care. They may like, I used to have this client who would tell me, well, Corinne, you know, it's comfort eating. And I'm like, yes, you get the dopamine hit. Just like I get the dopamine hit from the scrolling, right? From the phone what we need to check in with is afterwards, did that fill me up or did it deplete me? That's how we know if this is true self-care. There's a caveat because I have a client who did paint by numbers and all her perfectionism came out. And I was like, well, great. What permission do you need to give yourself? Right? What permission? And then she actually went on and did, she decided to not do any more paint by numbers. She finished it. And then she went to more free form and was painting. So paint by numbers wasn't her thing, but she moved on and did some other stuff. And art is a great thing that a lot of us as adults, we leave behind, right? Because we're busy, we have jobs, it's not practical. But it's about having that space to play. So self-care can also be play. And that's so important for all of us. How are we playing? What are we doing that may be not productive, not necessarily purposeful in terms of being of service or, you know, moving up the chain, moving up the ladder in your career, right? But what 
play can you do that will fill you up so that when you go back to serve the people that you're responsible to serve, that you've decided that you will be responsible to serve, or that when you go back to work, that you are pouring from a full cup. So one is, know you're not alone. If you have shame about going through your hard shit, everybody comes from really hard shit. There's not a person that I've met that doesn't have a story that will break your heart. We have hard things. And again, we don't need to get into trauma Olympics of, oh, they had more than I did. So I don't deserve to own my hard stuff. Your hard stuff, your, your difficulties are yours. Be aware of it, feel it, process it. What can be your key learnings and how do you move forward from it? I know the hard stuff that I've gone through have helped make me who I am. The easy stuff I went through, they were nice and easy, but there wasn't a whole lot of growth, but it was the hard stuff of overcoming. And it's not like there's a certain point. I'm 49. There's always more stuff to uncover, unveil, or there's stuff that come back right at it. When you go to another level in your life, when you evolve to the next level of yourself. So this is about us and who do we want to become, you know, as we evolve and who do we become in the process in this thing that we call life? So permission, what permission do you need to give to yourself so you can have self-care? And remember, you're not the only one, right? You are not the only one. And then what do you want to create for yourself? What is this life that you want to design for yourself? And take those small steps and keep moving forward and believe, right? Believe and take action and feel and make the tweaks. And I will always say, commit to the best case scenario and always manage risk. All right, my friend, I'm smelling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts in television shows, and they go straight to my iPhone, or they go straight to my DVR, and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes, and that will ensure you that you never miss a show. And you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things. But you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so. Sold-